one ever says those things out loud, but it's obvious. Here's some. It bleeds, it leads. If it bleeds, it leads. I think that's propaganda. Twitter permanently suspended his account after he exposed hypocrisy and fraud at CNN. Project Veritas, a very controversial that conservative group. promoting misinformation. The Times reported that the footage from Project Veritas was part of the... According to Stanford researchers... A coordinated disinformation Coordinated disinformation. sued the New York Times for defamation. Project Veritas just won a major victory in that case. Come to you and offer you $100 million. You're not going to settle? I would tell them to go to hell. I, 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 I just can't believe that my face is on TV. Oligarchy and my left and right. Emoji. OP. Oligarchy. James O'Keefe is suing Twitter for defamation. The project is taken down because they confronted a Facebook executive. Take a video like that down, it would be due to a doxing concern. I can show you a video of CNN doing the exact same thing. Twitter made factual statements about our client that are false. James O'Keefe, who I think is a despicable <laughs> person. The judge said, the judge and the reporters interject their opinions. They reject their opinions. The New York Times ripping over themselves. Now he's going to be suing Twitter. He's not backing Another defamation lawsuit. This time against CNN. But all of this, but all of this, this fits the project very much. Promoting misinformation. Some people want lies instead of The Project Veritas, a conservative actionist uh, activist organization. Polling does not decide the truth, nor speak to evidence. And our first article from today comes from ABC News via the archive. You can find this specific article by looking up archive.ph backslash LXJHB. Now I should pull up the NBC article, FBI investigating Project Veritas, links to Biden's daughter's stolen diary. FBI agents executed a search warrant in connection with, an, with its investigation into a burglary at Ashley Biden's home. Article by Tom Winter, Gary Gumbich, and Derry Gorgon. FBI agents searched several locations belonging to the current and former members of the conservative media company Project Veritas. They're not conservative. I I, I, I hate to be so nitpicky, but they are they are not conservative by any means. Uh, the only reason they're considered conservative is because they're blowing the whistle on things during the Biden administration, and they started blowing things on the Obama administration, and they continue to blow whistles on people during the Trump years as well. Uh, there's been a long-running debate on whether or not uh, James O'Keefe is from the left or from the right. I personally believe he is from the right, but I I would say it's a form of defamation to call Project Veritas a conservative media company. 
On Thursday, in an investigation involving the possible theft of a diary belonging to President Joe Biden's daughter, Ashley Biden, according to a statement from the group's website and the FBI spokesperson, an FBI spokesperson confirmed to NBC News that, quote, courts authorized law enforcement activity, end quote, took place at an address associated with Project Veritas in Nemerinic, New York, and another address on E-35th Street in Manhattan. Are they just doxing people? The conservative group confirmed a New York Times report that the investigation involves allegations that a diary belonging to the president's daughter had been stolen. One second here. Okay. Had been stolen. Portions of the diary were published online by a conservative website about two weeks before the 2020 presidential election. The Times, citing two sources briefed on the matter, reported that the Justice Department has been investigating the case since October 2020, when a representative of the Biden family reported that several of Ashley Biden's personal items had been stolen in a burglary. In a statement Friday, Project Veritas CEO James O'Keefe, known for producing, quote, gotcha-style undercover videos involving Democratic politicians, activists, and the media, (laughs) said his group has been approached by people claiming that they had Biden's daughter's diary, but they decided not to publish it. Quote, late last year, we were approached by tipsters claiming that they had a copy of Ashley Biden's diary, end quote, and quote. The tipsters indicated that they were negotiating with a different media outlet for payment of the, of the, payment of, that has to be a typo, right? Monies for the diary? M-O-N-I-E-S, is that correct? Is that grammatically correct? A payment of monies for the diary, end quote, O'Keefe said. Sorry, that just I've never seen the plural of money, I guess. Sort of just a word I always assume it was like deer. The plural of deer is deer. You know, the plural of money is money. Many monies. Quote, at the end of the day, we made the ethical decision that because, in part, we could not determine if the diary was real, if the diary is in fact belonged to Ashley Biden, or if the contents of the diary occurred, we could not publish the diary and any part thereof. End quote. I just want to take a moment right now to point out to you. The fact that the FBI executed this raid to seize this diary tells you, yes, this diary is real. And we'll be getting into the contents of this diary. Do not think I'm, I'm leaving you out to dry here. Like I said, we'll be going into the depths of, of what's out there online. We have a couple videos here to play for you revolving around this story. Uh, there's a lot more to this episode. He said they returned the diary over to law enforcement after an attorney for Ashley Biden refused to accept or authenticate it. There's some really damning stuff. There's stuff in there about uh, Joe Biden and, and his uh, daughter having some fun naked showers together. Again, we'll get into it. The site that did publish excerpts did so about two weeks after the New York Post began publishing stories about information and emails 
It said it was on the laptop that belonged to Biden's son and Ashley's half-brother, Hunter. Former President Donald Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, said he gave the hard drive to the conservative tablo- to conservative tabloid, and the laptop had been obtained legally after it was left at a Delaware computer store. NBC News was unable to confirm the content and auth- authenticity of the emails and other records after Giuliani refused to share a copy of the hard drive. That's actually not true. What about that hard drive? Not to derail too far, we're going to jump over this other article real quick from The Independent. Rudy Giuliani tells Tucker Carlson he offered FBI agents Hunter Biden's laptop during the raid. Yeah, we covered this on this podcast before, but it's something I want to... I want to uh, I feel like we might have to, to retouch on real quick. No, the FBI raided Giuliani's home in the middle of the night right after uh, after uh, Joe Biden was confirmed into office. And they took everything. Uh, things relating to election fraud. They took everything but Hunter Biden's laptop and the hard drives connected to it. Why? Because simple. If they did, they would have to mark it as stolen count. They would have to mark it as seized assets. And on that same ground, they would require, I'm speaking a little out of my ass here, but to the best of my ability of understanding this, if they took the laptops and stuff out of out of uh, Rudy Giuliani's estate, they would have to confirm that they do have them in their possession, and it would open up that laptop to be Freedom of Information Act accessible. Which means people could request to have all the contents of the laptop handed over to them you know what? Here, let's just hear it from him, the man himself. It's a comp- and they said weren't taking the three hard drives, which of course are electronic devices. They just mimic the, the computer. I said, well, don't you want these? And they said, what are they? I said, those are Hunter Biden's hard drives. And they said, no, 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 no. I said, are you sure you don't want that? I mean, the, the warrant required them to take it. And they said, no. And I, one last time, I said, don't you think you should take it to comp-? And they said, no. Now, Hunter Biden's hard drives fall within the scope of the subpoena. The subpoena required them to take all electronics, but they decided to leave that behind. And they also were completely content to rely on my word that these were Hunter Biden's hard drives. I mean, they could have been Donald Trump's. They could have been Vladimir Putin's. They could have been anybody's. But they relied on me, the man who had to be raided in the morning. Well, there you go. Just, I, I didn't like the fact that they wanted to say that Giuliani did not hand over it. No, no, he offered and tried. They refused to take it. Back into the article we started with. The site that did publish excerpts, did so about two weeks after the New York Post began publishing stories about information in emails it said was on the laptop that belonged to Biden's son and Ashley's half-brother, Hunter. Former President Donald Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Gianni, said he gave the hard drive to the conservative tabloids and that the laptop had been obtained legally after it was left in a Delaware computer store. NBC News was unable to confirm the content and authenticity of the emails and other records after Rudy Giuliani refused to share the hard drive. As we just established, fake news. Giuliani told the New York Times he'd gone to the post with the hard drive because, quote, either nobody else would take it or 
if they took it, they would spend all the time they could to try and contradict it before they put it out. And that is the end of this article. And again, this article can be found here. I can just put a link to it in the description of this episode. But with that, we now move on to... And that article is four days old. We now are moving into an article that is actually only ten hours old. From Fox News, federal judge orders DOJ to halt data extraction from James O'Keefe's phones following FBI raid. See, that's the one nice thing, as I said before, about when I when my systems go down for a few days and I have to do a catch-up story, I can record a whole episode with information that has only come out since the initial story broke, and I can give you a more comprehensive uh, beginning, middle, and end type coverage of the event. So that's the only silver lining to me being so late on this story. Party Veritas was swept up in a federal probe looking into Ashley Biden's missing diary. And this gets worse, by the way. A federal judge ordered the Department of Justice to stop extracting data from the phones of Project Veritas founder James O'Keefe. Days after his home was raided by the FBI as part of an investigation into the missing diary belonging to President Biden's daughter, Ashley Biden. The order, which came on Thursday from District Court Judge, uh... Alyssa Torres. Annalisa Torres, sorry. From the Southern District of New York. Wow, New York judge said this, okay. From the Southern District of New York. Granted, the request from O'Keefe's legal team made Wednesday for an independent special master to be appointed to oversee the review of his devices. We are gratif- quote, we are gratified that the Department of Justice has been order has been ordered to stop extracting and reviewing uh, confidential and privileged information obtained by- in their raids. Our reporters, including legal, donor, and confidential sources, communications, end quote, O'Keefe's ter- attorney, uh, Hermit Dillon, told Fox News, quote, the First Amendment won a temporary victory today, but Project Veritas has a long way to go to hold the DOJ and the FBI accountable for their actions. And quote, according to the order, the DOJ must confirm to the court fr- by Friday that it has paused its review of James O'Keefe's phones. <laughs> we have the tweet here from Hermet K. Dillon. Breaking, the federal court has just ordered the DOJ to stop extracting data from our client journalist James O'Keefe's phone and ordered a hearing. Counsel for Project Veritas asked the court to do so this yes asked them to do this yesterday. Uh, we can see right here, United States District Court, Southern District of New York, in research warrant dated November 5th, 2021. Uh, Annalisa Torres, district judge, the court has reviewed petitioner's motion uh, for appointment of special master dated November 10th, 2021, accordingly. Step 1, by November 12th, 2021, the government shall confirm via email that it has paused its extraction and review of contents of uh, pertainer O'Keefe's phone. Point 2, by November 16th, 2021, the government shall provide the court with its response to petitioner's motion. 
in part three. On November 19th, 2021, petitioners shall provide the court with their reply, if any, so ordered, date November 11th, 2021. Appearing on Tucker Carlson, Dylan said the federal government seizing any of Project Veritas's donor information, communications. Sorry about that. Uh, donor information and communications with its lawyers, as well as sources from within the Biden administration, are, quote, multiple First Amendment issues. Quote, we went to, went to the court and asked the court to order a special master to review this information and not let the Southern District of New York prosecutors and the FBI look at it without somebody separating it out, separating out this information. Dylan told Fox News Tucker Carlson, quote, the government would not agree to do that. Voluntary. But we went to the courts, and today, a federal judge did order the government to, to stop looking at these phones. So ultimately, we're going to get some answers as to what was reviewed and what they did with it. Oh, sweet summer child, let me tell you. They did not stop. We are just buying that. The next article. I, I guess save this off for the next article. Quote, the, DI, the DOJ has specific regulations about this. There's also a federal statute called the Privacy Protection Act that protects journalists and their information from exactly this type of thuggish behavior that the DOJ has done in this case. And they have blown, they have blown federal law They've blown the Constitution, and they've blown due process and civil rights. And now, they're so easily communicating in some levels, for sure, with the New York Times. There we go, Dylan added. Dylan was alluding to the Times reporting on the FBI raids of James O'Keefe's and two Project Veritas associates, as well as the publishing of confidential communications between the Guerrilla News Organization and its attorneys. That's a summary I can take. Guerrilla News Organization. <sighs> that, that I can work with. Ooh, save this. That will come in handy later. Alright. O'Keefe appeared on Hannity for his first interview since the FBI raids took place. Quote, I woke up to a, pre, to a pre-dawn raid. O'Keefe told Fox News Sean Hannity's on Monday, quote, banging on my door. I went to my door to answer the door, and there were 10 FBI agents with a battering ram, white blinding lights. They turned me around, handcuffed me, and threw me against the hallway. I was partially closed in front of my neighbors. They confiscated my phone. They raided my apartment. On my phone, were many of my reporters' notes, a lot of my sources unrelated to this story, and a lot of confidential donor information to our news organization, end quote. A New York Times media columnist on the FBI raid of James O'Keefe, quote, I don't think journalists should be cheerleading this one. O'Keefe said that he was, quote, in a state of shock as the FBI agents spent over two hours searching his apartment, telling Hannity they took two of his phones. The FBI did not respond to Fox News' request for comment. Of course not. The investigation, which is also being conducted by the Southern District of New York, 
surrounds a stolen diary belonging to Ashley Biden that went missing just days before the 2020 presidential election. Jesus Christ, Hunter Biden loses two laptops that talk about how he fucks his niece and likes to bang his his dead brother's wife on a frequent basis while doing cocaine with prostitutes. Then we find out that this motherfucker's been doing drugs in the White House. And now we find out all this shit about his daughter. This family is literally some backwoods, toothless, inbred, redneck, white trailer trash slock. That's really what the Biden family is. They just found themselves in a position of power. O'Keefe alleged in a video statement released Friday that, quote, within an hour, end quote, of the FBI's raid on his home of Project Veritas reporter, the Times uh, contacted that reporter for comment. Quote, we do not know how the New York Times was aware of the execution of the search warrant at our reporter's home or subject or the subject matter of the search warrants as a grand jury investigation is secret, end quote, O'Keefe said. Yeah, James O'Keefe is a very, very accomplished lawyer. I, I don't understand why people keep fucking with him. This dude has had like 60 lawsuits he's filed over the last 10 years and he's won every, he's never lost a lawsuit. He's representing himself and other people as well. I, I think James O'Keefe may be the most important voice right now in modern journalism. And that's why he's so fucking blinded by a lot of media outlets. Well, the FBI took materials of current and former Project Veritas journalists despite the fact that our legal team previously contacted the Department of Justice and voluntarily conveyed uh, unassailable facts that demonstrate Project Veritas' lack of involvement in criminal activity or criminal intent. Our our efforts were the stuff of responsible ethical journalism, and we are in no doubt that Project Veritas acted properly at each and every step of the way, O'Keefe asserted. We now have a short video here from James O'Keefe himself, and we'll be playing that right now. By making this statement, I am putting myself at great risk because on November 4th, Project Veritas came under attack. I woke to the news that apartments and homes of Project Veritas journalists, or former journalists, had been raided by FBI agents. It appears the Southern District of New York now has journalists in their sights for the supposed crime of doing their jobs lawfully and honestly, or at least this journalist. I had to think long and hard before making this statement. It's a decision that only I can make. They don't want me to defend myself and immediately try to silence me. That's why the cover letter to the grand jury subpoena we received contains this language. Quote, the government hereby requests that you voluntarily refrain from disclosing the existence of the subpoena to any third party. While you are under no obligation to comply with our request, we are requesting you not to make any disclosure in order to preserve the confidentiality of the investigation and because the disclosure of the existence of this investigation might interfere with and impede the investigation, unquote. But while the Department of Justice requested us to not disclose the existence of the subpoena, something very unusual happened. Within an hour of one of our reporters' homes being secretly raided by the FBI, the New York Times, who we are currently suing for defamation, contacted the Project Veritas reporter to ask for comment we do not know how the New York Times was aware of the execution of a search warrant at a reporter's home or the subject matter of the search warrant 
as a grand jury investigation is secret. The FBI took materials of current former Project Veritas journalists, despite the fact that our legal team previously contacted the Department of Justice and voluntarily conveyed unassailable facts that demonstrate Project Veritas's lack of involvement in criminal activity and or criminal intent. Like any reporter, we regularly deal with the receipt of source information and take steps to verify its authenticity, legality, and newsworthiness. Our efforts were the stuff of responsible, ethical journalism, and we are in no doubt that Project Veritas acted properly at each and every step. However, it appears journalism itself may now be on trial. Late last year, we were approached by tipsters claiming that a copy of Ashley Biden's diary. We had never met or heard of the tipsters. The tipsters indicated the diary had been abandoned in a room in which Ms. Biden stayed at the time and in which the tipsters stayed in temporarily after Ms. Biden departed the room. The tipsters indicated that the diary included explosive allegations against then-candidate Joe Biden. The tipsters indicated that they were negotiating with a different media outlet for the payment of monies for the diary. The tipsters were represented by attorneys who handled the negotiations with Project Veritas. We investigated the claims provided to us, as journalists do. We took steps to corroborate the authenticity of the diary. At the end of the day, we made the ethical decision that because, in part, we could not determine if the diary was real, if the diary, in fact, belonged to Ashley Biden, or if the contents of the diary occurred, we could not publish the diary in any part thereof. We attempted to return the diary to an attorney representing Ms. Biden, but that attorney refused to authenticate it. Project Veritas gave the diary to law enforcement to ensure it could be returned to its rightful owner. We never published it. Now, Ms. Biden's father's Department of Justice, specifically the United States Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York, <laughs> appears to be investigating the situation, claiming the diary was stolen. We don't know if it was, but it begs the question, in what world is the alleged theft of a diary investigated by the president's FBI and his Department of Justice, a diary. This federal investigation smacks of politics. Project Veritas never threatened or engaged in any illegal conduct. Should the Southern District of New York try to take away our First Amendment rights and uncover and publish newsworthy stories without government intimidation, be assured Project Veritas will not back down. Nothing stops at Project Veritas. Let me be clear. Our mission is to serve the public's right to know by illuminating, revealing, exposing information others wish to hide for the wrong reasons. To quote Lord Acton, we believe everything kept in secret degenerates. We don't mislead or conceal. We investigate facts and potential news <laughs> the information. Sometimes, as was the case here, after we investigate, we decide not to publish a news story. The Project Veritas will run from nothing and we will hide from nothing. We exist for the very purpose of discovering and revealing the truth and hope to make the world a more transparent place. Now, this is not the first time we've been attacked and it will not be the last. We know why we've investigated powerful people and in many ways, we are the very tip of the spear. But we never break the law. In fact, one of our ethical rules is to act as if there are 12 jurors on our shoulders all the time. And that truth and the truth will vindicate us. When the FBI in the Southern District of New York sees reporters' notebooks, it is not just an attack on Project Veritas. It is an attack on every American and our sacred right to free speech and a free press.
The First Amendment is first for a reason. It guarantees all the other rights that follow because it's all about accountability. Without accountability, freedom itself is an illusion. So the great question is, is this an indicator in the direction that America is going? We've gone far beyond the point of partisan politics in this country. They ask us to focus on our divisions. They don't ask us to focus on the things which unite us. What unites us is so much more powerful than what divides us. The First Amendment doesn't just matter to people on one side, it matters to people on all sides. That is why I'm calling on all Americans, and especially all journalists, to stand with us for the right to free speech and the free press, and to send a message that the politics of fear will not prevail in the United States of America. And that is the end of the video. I do love the Veritas motto. Be brave, do something. Well, I don't know if uh, what I'm doing right now is necessarily brave, but I'm doing something, I like to think. I'm getting the news out there to all my insiders, letting them know as fast as I reliably can based on my outdated tech that I have to work with. So I do something. Yay. Uh, <clears throat> back to the article. The Project Veritas founder then explained to, explained that tipsters approached his group late last year, alleging to have Ashley Biden's diary containing, quote, explosive allegations about her father, the then Democratic candidate nominee, <clears throat> the then Democratic nominee, and that the diary was allegedly abandoned in a room that she stayed, that she had stayed at. Mm. The tipsters, who O'Keefe said he had never met prior, were apparently negotiating with media outlets to sell the Biden diary, and that ultimately Project Veritas did not publish the book's contents because his group was not able to independently verify its authenticity. I have to say, I feel like this authenticates it, doesn't it? They raided... So, they raided two journalist houses, and then O'Keefe's house. So, they raided three houses in pre-dawn raids. Surprise raids. Well, I guess it's kind of... Raids are always... Well, should always be a surprise. <laughs> but... I, I feel like the actions of the government now has just confirmed Because you wouldn't... They wouldn't just storm into somebody's house... Unless they were at least worried about the possibility, the offhanded chance that this diary exists in the hands of people like James O'Keefe. It's not an action you would see the, 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 the cathedral perform unless they were actually terrified. Quote, Project Veritas gave the diary to law enforcement to ensure that it could be returned to its rightful owner. We never published it, O'Keefe said. Quote, Now, Miss Biden's father's Department of Justice specifically... The United States Attorney Offices of the Southern District of New York appears to be investigating the situation, claiming the diary was stolen. We don't know. We don't know if it was, but it begs the question. In what world is the alleged theft of a diary investigated by the President's FBI and his Department of Justice? A diary? End quote. O'Keefe went on to claim that the investigation smacks of politics, but Project Veritas will not back down and that is the end of this article and we move on to the next from the daily mail and this will be a little bit of a retread project veritas uh from the daily mail 
the FBI is tipping off the New York Times about its raids. Lawyer for Project Veritas boss James O'Keefe suggests feds are breaking the law by handling privileged information and legal communications to Times journalists for a hit piece. Attorney for Project Veritas founder accuses the DOJ of leaking info to the New York Times. Says the Times knew of the raids on her client's home moments after it occurred. And this, by the way, just to deviate again, that wouldn't be the first time when they raided Giuliani's home, touching back on that. CNN was outside with cameras live streaming like 20 minutes before the FBI showed up. So that's something to keep in mind. Attorneys for Project Veritas founder, oh, I read that part, suggests the DOJ is the source of the legal communication leaked to the paper. Days after the raid, a federal judge ordered the DOJ stop extracting data from two phones confiscated from founder James O'Keefe at the New York residence. The department must prove they have halted its review of the phones by Friday, which is today, by the way. The phones are not to be touched until the court appoints a special master to secure and scour through them. Per the document filed on Thursday, so yesterday, the order comes after O'Keefe's legal team requested Wednesday an independent party to oversee the review of confiscated devices. The Times on Thursday published a report based on the legal communications. Conservative groups... Is the conservative group is revealed seeking advice about its undercover filming. Attorney Harmet Dillon calls the report a hit piece and really despicable. The DOJ is investigating Project Veritas in relation to a theft of Ashley Biden's diary. The attorney, an attorney for the founder of Project Veritas, has accused the Department of Justice of tipping off New York Times about recent raids on current and former employees while suggesting federal prosecutors may have also leaked the group's legal communications. Project Veritas, the conservative activist group, blow me, founded by James O'Keefe, has come under federal scrutiny in relation to the alleged theft of a diary of President Joe Biden's daughter, Ashley, which the group considered publishing but never did. The FBI conducted, conducted raids at O'Keefe's New York home on and those of other connected to Project Veritas early Saturday morning, seizing two of O'Keefe's cell phones, among other items. Days later on Thursday, the New York Times published a report based on memos from the group's lawyer revealing his legal advice on the group's use of false identities and undercover filming tactics that are sued by most modern journalists. Later that day, a federal a federal judge ordered the DOJ stop extracting data from the phones. Granted, a request from O'Keefe's legal team made the day before an independent party to be appointed to oversee the review of the confiscated devices. O'Keefe's attorney, Herman Dillon, in an interview on Thursday, might <clears throat> Thursday night slammed the Times report as a hit piece and questioned whether the DOJ had leaked the. Hold on. Give me one hot second here. Okay. The video here. Just getting it ready. Okay. Quote, I can't say how the New York Times got this information, but they they got it in a way that is illegal and unethical, Dylan told Fox. We have another clip right here for you. 
So here's an interesting story. During the final days of the last election, Project Veritas, the journalism group, looked into a story about the missing diary of Ashley Biden, the president's daughter. They didn't run anything on it. So just the other day, the FBI knocks down their door looking for this purely a political investigation, obviously. Then today, the New York Times publishes a whole bunch of privileged, confidential, secret, private legal documents from Project Veritas. Amazing how that works. Harmeet Dillon is a famed civil rights attorney, managing partner of the Dillon Law Group. She represents James O'Keefe in this story. She joins us tonight with the very latest on it. Harmeet, thanks a lot for coming on. This, uh, I mean, I, I don't know what even to say about it. Is is the connection, the obvious connection, real? I mean, what what is this? Well, our client James O'Keefe's home was raided on Sunday, uh, on Saturday morning by the FBI. They had a battering ram. And they threw him out in the hallway and took, you know, in handcuffs and took his phones. Now, a lot of privileged information was on his phones, including communications with, by my count, four dozen different lawyers over the years. And coincidentally, this, this publication came out this afternoon from the New York Times. Now, I can't say with a certainty how the New York Times got this information, but I can say that they got it in a way that is illegal and unethical. And so we have to ask that question. And so, you know, what we have right now is a very disturbing situation of the U.S. Attorney's Office and or the FBI tipping off the New York Times to each of the raids on Project Veritas's current and former employees last week. We know that because minutes after these raids occurred, they got calls from the New York Times, which is the only journalism outlet that knew about it. And they published this hit piece today, which is really despicable. I don't think I've ever seen this low from the New York Times before to publish people's private legal communications. And by the way, what does it prove, New York Times? All it proves is that Project Veritas is an honest and thoughtful journalistic organization that sought legal advice before making various publications. That's what that's Fox News does. That's what the New York Times does. And that's what every major journalism outlet does. So I don't know what gotcha they think they were doing there other than they got themselves because they criticized Project Veritas. All right. We know for a fact the Biden administration leaks confidential information about its critics to news outlets. They did it to me personally, so I know for a fact that they do it. Is there any way to catch them in the act of doing this, which I think would be a crime? Well, the first thing that we have done in response to the seizure of our clients' telephones that include not just the legal information that I just mentioned, but also confidential source information, including sources in the Biden administration and in corporate America, and including donor information, which is also protected by the First Amendment. So you have multiple First Amendment issues here. We went to the court and asked the court to order a special master to review this information and not let the Southern District of New York prosecutors and the FBI look at it without somebody separating out this information. The government would not agree to do that voluntarily, but we went to court and today a federal judge did order the government to stop looking at these phones. So ultimately we're going to get some answers as to what was reviewed and what they did with it, it will may it may be a long time. We may never know what they've done. The government still hasn't admitted on your situation, Tucker, that they uh, did something illegal. I think they did, and you think they did. And there's a lot of this going on. The DOJ has specific regulations about this. There's also a federal statute called the Privacy Protection Act that protects journalists and their information from exactly this type of thuggish behavior That's that the right. DOJ has done in this case. And they have blown federal law. They've blown the Constitution. They've blown due process and civil rights, and now they're sleazily communicating at some level for sure with the New York Times. So this is a scandal of epic proportions, and every journalist who isn't 
worried and concerned about this should hang up their journalism card. Ditto all First Amendment lawyers as well. Yeah, and here's the New York Times participating in the defense of the regime it's supposed to be covering. I mean, it's the deepest level of corruption. Harmie Dillon, great to see you tonight. Thank you for this. Thank you, Tucker. So and that, my friends, brings us to the end of this. Well, at least of that video series. There is some more of this article. The DOJ did not immediately respond to an inquiry from Daily Mail outside of business hours on Friday. The Times reported reports quotes legal advice that attorney Benjamin Barr gave Project Veritas about the law surrounding covert recordings and deceptive false identities in various situations and jurisdictions. In one case, he consulted on a plan to use Tinder to meet prospective agents of the deep state or those with national security clearances and advised against attempting to obtain or publish any information related to national security. In another, he warned that attempting to use false identities to enter campaign events where the Secret Service vets attendees could result in federal charges of lying to a government agent. The Times has its own long-standing feud with Project Veritas after the conservative group published a series of undercover tapes of Times employees in 2017. The conservative group describes itself as a journalist journalism outlet dedicated to setting the record straight amid widespread liberal media bias. But critics say that its hidden camera tactics and selective editing are beyond the pale. Again, he is every bit of footage that they've ever published that hit like the mainstream has been totally released in its entirety. There is no selective editing. This is part of why he's currently suing the New York Times for the way they word their articles and defamation. On Saturday, the FBI raided James O'Keefe's home as part of an investigation into Ashley Biden's stolen la- uh, diary. Project Veritas did not publish the diary, but the group says it did discuss it with sources. In the weighty days of the 2020 election, portions of the diary were published by another conservative outlet which said they were provided by a frustrated employee of a media outlet that passed them on. The mainstream media and other conservative outlets largely ignored the publication of the diary, which was highly personal. Authorities raided O'Keefe's Westchester County residence in Mamaronick, just a day after James O'Keefe himself acknowledged Project Veritas was being probed. And I guess I can reread this. We already read this, but I don't mind going back over it. Quote, I woke up to a pre-dawn raid. Banging on my door, I went to the door and answered the door, and there were ten FBI agents with a battering ram. White blinding lights, they turned me around, handcuffed me, and threw me against the hallway. He told Fox News, quote, They confiscated my phone. They raided my apartment. On my phone were many of were many of my reports, reporter's notes. A lot of my sources unrelated to this story and a lot of confident, 
confidential donor information to our news organization. I've heard, quote, the process is the punishment. I didn't really understand what that meant until this week. I wouldn't wish this on any journalist, O'Keefe said. Quote, they can do this to me. They can do this to any journalist. Now, me personally, as someone who's dabbled in the journalistic sphere a little bit, I think the highest honor you can achieve as a journalist is to be executed or assassinated by the Clintons. I think that's the highest achievement one journalist can reach, is to be suicided at the hands of a Clinton operative. We now head over to Fox News' site to listen to James O'Keefe on Hannity. And tonight, a major developing story after the FBI raided the home of Project Veritas CEO. I want to I jump in real quick. People want to talk about how trust... I, I do not like Sean Hannity, personally. And the dude wears a CIA lapel every episode. Come on. He literally glows and admits he glows. And tonight, a major developing story after the FBI raided the home of Project Veritas CEO and founder James O'Keefe, along with other Project Veritas journalists, as part of an investigation into a diary believed to have been written by Joe Biden's daughter, Ashley. Now, according to O'Keefe, within an hour of the first raid last week, the New York Times reached out for comment. Now, how did the Times know about the search warrant so quickly? I don't know. It's just one of many unanswered questions. Kind of sounds like that pre-dawn raid on Roger Stone. Fake news CNN cameras just happened to be there uh, at 5 o'clock in the morning. Anyway, here to explain more, his first interview. He is the CEO and founder of Project Veritas, James O'Keefe, along with his attorney, Paul uh, Calli, is with us. Uh, welcome, both of you. James, I think it's important to establish other media and I'm not comparing you to other media, but other media use undercover cameras and have for many, many years, like even 60 Minutes and uh, NBC's To Catch a Predator, right? That this this is not a new form of journalism. You acknowledge that? Well, Sean, on Saturday morning, uh, I acknowledge that, but I woke up to a pre-dawn raid uh, banging on my door. I went to the door to answer the door, and there were 10 FBI agents with a battering ram, uh, white blinding lights. They turned me around, handcuffed me, and threw me against the hallway. Uh, I was partially clothed in front of my neighbors. Uh, they confiscated my phone. They raided my apartment. On my phone were many of my reporter's notes, a lot of my sources unrelated to this story, and a lot of confidential donor information to our news organization, Sean. So I I've heard the phrase, the process is the punishment. I didn't really understand what that meant until this weekend. And, and Sean, I wouldn't wish this on any journalist. Let me, let me go into the issue. Like anybody that works in any form of, of journalism or in the press in any capacity, whether you're a talk show host like me or doing what you do or doing what anybody else does, in the course of doing your work, you have sources, correct? You have whistleblowers. You have people giving you tips all the time. To what extent can you tell us the context under which you were given this diary? I assume you did not take the diary yourself, did you not? Is that correct? That's correct. I'll speak to that, Sean, if I can. Um, an anonymous source contacted Project Veritas and indicated the source had in its lawful possession a copy of the diary that the source said belonged to Ashley Biden. Project Veritas had no prior contact with the source. Source had a lawyer, 
The lawyer engaged in negotiations with Veritas's in-house counsel in the resulting written agreement, like so many news organizations do. Veritas, the, the, the source again, affirmed that it had lawful possession of the source material. In exchange for that, Veritas agreed to pay money for the right to publish the material. As you know, Sean, uh, Veritas never did. It killed the story on the newsroom floor. It went a step further and it turned the material into local law enforcement. The actions of President Biden's Department of Justice in this case are unprecedented because there's let decades me, let me go of into Supreme this. Court precedent. J James, I've known you for a long time. You had no direct knowledge that what this source was giving you was, could in any way have been stolen. You, at, you were not able to corroborate the authenticity of the diary and you never ran it. At what point then did you go to law enforcement on your own unsolicited and tell them that you had this in your possession and it might be somebody else's? Well, Sean, I mean, we, you know, we get sources come to us all the time. We have thousands of sources come to Project Veritas. The routine nature of journalism to, uh, to, to be shown information from a variety of sources. Um, but this is an attack on the First Amendment by the Department of Justice. Uh, we, we didn't, we didn't uh, publish the story. We, uh, we couldn't authenticate the story, so our journalists looked into it. We couldn't, At we did not publish then, the story because we you, could not authenticate it. Which, by the way, if you can't authenticate it, then you, you did the right thing. At what point did you feel a need to bring this to law enforcement? At what point in the process did that happen? After the decision was made, to kill the story and not run it. I, I gotta add one thing if I could, Sean. You use the S word. It's really important to understand not to buy the premise that the diary's stolen. I, it, no, nobody Well, that nobody was my next question. If that's the case. I, I, I have been reading all over the internet, everywhere in between, that she claims it was stolen, but other people claim it might have been left in a, uh, a former place of residence of hers. Do we have an answer to that question? We do, but you know, I think people might look at me and say that I'm crazy for talking about the facts at the level I have already. And so I'm gonna respectfully say that's gonna come out. It's gonna be awfully favorable to James, awfully favorable to his news organization. Well, I think but it's awfully I, interesting I that limit. James is the one that brought it to law enforcement's attention. Let me ask this question. What is the alleged crime that they have here? I don't know. This was they didn't tell you? turned in a year ago. Well, the search warrant has misprison of a felony, accessory after the fact, and transporting material across state lines as the basis for raiding the home of a journalist and seizing his work papers and journalist notes. Um, I would assume both of you are pretty familiar with Daniel Ellsberg and the Pentagon Papers case and the New York Times obtaining uh, stolen top secret documents that they were publishing. They actually set a precedent in the U.S. Supreme Court in a 6-3 decision that said they had the right to publish it even though that was stolen material. Do you see similar rights to publish the right? It's, a, it's entirely similar. There's no exception to Mr. O'Keefe and Project Veritas. The right to take the material knowing it was stolen 
the right to seek comment, the right to investigate, and ultimately the right to publish. This is outrageous and unprecedented. And journalists did, everywhere on either why side. Why, if you went to authorities a year ago, if I'm understanding you correctly, why did this come up now? James? Listen, I'm James, go ahead. I'm sorry, Sean. I, I don't know the answer to that, Sean, but this is, um, they've crossed the bridge here. Uh, if they can do this to me, um, these are about certain principles that are so fundamental, our First Amendment in this country. I, I'm calling upon all journalists to, to take a stand against this. A source comes to us with information. I don't even decide to publish it. If they can do this to me, if they can do this to this journalist and raid my home and take my reporter notes, they'll do it to any journalist. This is about something very fundamental in this country. Uh, I, I don't know what direction this country is going in. But, 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 but journalists everywhere have to rise up because we broke no laws here. They could do it to me, they'll do it to anybody. So when they came to your house in this pre-dawn raid and they threw handcuffs on you and pulled you out of your house and 10 agents go inside, um, we just, when they, I assume they took items out of your house and office as I understand it. Uh, at that point, did they just take the handcuffs off and say, see you later? They spent uh, about over two hours in my uh, my apartment, and they confiscated two of my iPhones. And again, these phones contained a lot of source information and reporter notes on them. Uh, these are serious First Amendment issues uh, and, and, and donor information to our news foundation. So yeah, it's, it's troubling. Um, and uh, I, I, I asked to speak with my attorney a, a few times. They, they allowed me to do that. But uh, I, I was kind of in a state of uh, shock, frankly. I, I, I can't believe this is happening. Well, let, me, let me go back. I'm trying to understand this. So a year prior, you go to law enforcement on your own. That You have a source, gives you information. You don't know where it came from. You try to corroborate it. You're unable to do so. Issues arise as to where where this might have come from. You, on your own, a year prior, go to law enforcement. Did you hand over to them at the time this this diary, and did you have any indication where the diary right. came from, James? Came from the source, Sean. As I said, did it, you? The source gave us the information, and and uh, we didn't we didn't know. I want to draw attention to this. Okay, so some people are like, why did you just say the name? In the industry, we call that burning the source. Um, uh, another comparison I can probably draw is this very popular meme going around, right? It says uh, Joan, uh, John Jonah Jameson was a real journalist, and it shows him being choked by the goblin. The goblin's like, tell me who takes the pictures of Spider-Man or you'll die. And he goes... I have no idea. He mails them in because Joe, uh, John Jonah Jameson isn't going to say, yeah, Peter Parker is my source of information on Spider-Man. Why? Because you destroy that link permanently. All future possible like interactions are cut off because your source is now going to go down in flames, go to prison, or any number of horrific things can happen. John Hannity is here like, well, who gave this information? Our source. The reason he keeps saying our source is to not dox or give up the anonymity of. Hey, I finally said that word right. The anonymity 
of any of of his possible insiders. Like, for example, one of the main reasons there's such a, a worry about them going through the phone is I'm sure there's people in the Biden administration that are leaking information right here to James O'Keefe. Like I said, James O'Keefe is a very prevalent man right now. He's to, he's one who kept busting like uh, our our coverage, like when we were reading articles about fetal stem cells being used in the development of the Corona vaccine for all three major companies involved in the, who are all three of these companies that have Moderna, J and J, and Pfizer. When they uh, were developing up the vaccine, they used fetal stem cells, and like no one can know about this. It was inside people undercover in. Pfizer that were leaking this information out and then there were people who were within these pharmaceutical companies coming to Project Veritas being like, here's my story, here's uh, you know, here's what, what I'm dealing with this is what we're doing at work that kind of stuff so long story short the reason he's just keeps saying the information of this information is our source I'm just a little suspicious of why somebody like Sean Handy, who's a career journalist, keeps asking so often about that. It, it, Sean Handy knows better than to keep asking where this sort of information came from. I don't know if it was stolen or not. We don't know that. Um, I would assume uh, that but journalists gonna... throughout the 20th century have been have, journalists throughout the 20th century have been given information. You know, the Washington Post and the New York Times are given information inside all manner of institutions and they're protected by the Supreme Court of the United States to publish that information that a source gives to them. So did there's no distinction between- the, Did they ask you for the name of the source? Are you going to protect that source? Well, insofar as they have my reporter's notes on the phone they confiscated from the pre-dawn raid, they have access to the contents of my iPhone, which is deeply troubling and should outrage the ACLU and any other journalist in the United States. They well, have access breath, to James. They don't all care. Of the contents from my phone. Believe me, if, if, Look, if I it's send not... a letter. I... Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Paul. Sorry. I sent him a I'll letter. Last word. I, let him, I sent him a letter. I sent him a letter. I let him know that I represent James. And the, the in the normal course, the material on the phone that they're entitled to have uh, would have been produced promptly. Um, it's the other material on there uh, that is deeply troubling. This is they, the First Amendment. It's an assault. Would ahead, this, sorry, how, on a scale of one to ten, how damaging, if this turned out to be true, you haven't been able to authenticate it, if it turned out to be true, how damaging would this be to the president and his family? James? Look, you know the answer to that well, I mean, I think I think I again, I, I couldn't authenticate the source material. I had a newsroom at the time. We were looking through it for a, a little while. We, we couldn't authenticate it. So I decided not to run it. And I'm trying to figure out what more we could have done as journalists. What 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 more could I have done but not run the story and hand it over to law enforcement? I don't know what more we could have done. And, and so we decided not to publish the story. So. What what on earth, what 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 action could we have taken as reporters beyond the action that we've I, taken? I, you're you're shown raising a great question. And decide and why, not why to did, And why did it take a year? Um, all right, we're going to continue to follow the story. James O'Keefe, thank you, Paul. Thank you for being with us. Hey, Sean Hannity. And now we move on to the last article of today's episode. 
I was going to read you directly from the PDF I got here of the Ashley Biden diary, but I am really struggling to read her handwriting. Like, I, I am having a real hard time reading it, so instead, I'm going to leave a link to the PDF so you can read her diary, all 112 pages of it, for yourself. Now, there's a lot of websites talking about this. There's... Give me one hot second. There we go. Now, there's a lot of places talking about this. Uh, I found... I like National File. They're a NewsGuard certified site. They've been on top of a lot of stories in the past. A lot of the other sites talking about it were very tabloidy. So, this article is from October. But it is when the diary was really starting to get leaked online. This is probably when I first started hearing about it, but I didn't look into it. But now with everything going on, there's a lot more credibility and worth looking into. So, I will leave a link to the PDF for the archive.org PDF with downloadable link for the Ashley Biden diary, all 112 pages of it. But let's get in this article here from the National File. Full release. Ashley Biden diary reveals child sex trauma, drug abuse, and resentment for Joe Whistleblower. Since Saturday night, National File has published dozens of pages from what our whistleblower has identified as the 2019 diary of Ashley Blazer Biden. With Hunter being a crackhead and all the scandalous shit going on with the Biden family. Do you really have to name your daughter Blazer? Moving on. The 39-year-old daughter of Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden. The diary was stated was started while author was in a drug rehabilitation facility in Florida and details her romantic interest crumbling marriage and struggle with drug and sex addiction. The family life as her father began to run for president. With limited redactions to protect the identities of private individuals, National File can now publish the full 112-page diary our whistleblower has identified as belonging to Ashley Biden. National File obtained these documents from a whistleblower who was concerned the media organizations that employ him would not publish the materials in the final days before the presidential election. Yes, if you're wondering, this is that right-wing news source that they're saying is out there leaking people. They're not mentioning it's the national file. Every article I read today, when they talk about some right-wing source leaking the information, I, I hate to tell you, national files on the fence. There's old there's an old news outlet been around for many years it's just i'll try again this uh little screenshot they got here diary entry from january 25th 2019 the end of a new year month i am sitting in a bed at the i building actually uh, loving the freedom, yet support. I yeah, I cannot read her handwriting. I try. This is Florida seems safe and comforting to me. I'm supposed to. 
help out the rest of my years, or I am to map out the rest of my years, five years, three years, one year. I'm also trying to sort out my life. What is it that I want? Focus on myself. This is this time around, but like a kid with Asperger's unsettled in the change. I absolutely don't know what the future holds, but also don't know where I'll be, but I would like to... Yeah, I, I can't read her handwriting. Again, there'll be a link to the entire diary public uh, in the description of this. National File Whistleblower also has a recording of Ashley Biden admitting the diary is hers and employed a, hand, employed a handwriting expert who verified the pages were all written by Ashley. National File has in its possession a recording of this whistleblower detailing the work he did to verify its authenticity. In the recording, the whistleblower also adds that the media organization chose not to release the document after receiving pressure from competing outlets. From a convenient outlet. <laughs> National File has already reported several revelations from the diary, including the fact that the author believes she was sexually molested as a child and shared, quote, probably not appropriate showers, end quote, with her father. The months of entries detailing the author's struggle with drug abuse, the entries that detail the author's crumbling marriage with multiple affairs, the entry showing the family's fears of a potential scandal due to her brother's new home, and those that show a deep resentment, and those that show a deep resentment for her father due to his money, control, and emotional manipulation. You know, being the daughter of a politician cannot be all it's cracked up to be. And that's in that article. Now, to reiterate, the first article I read and the PDF of the diary pages will be in the description of this podcast upload. Unfortunately, due to timing restraints today, this will be the only episode going up, but it will be up at 1 o'clock. I will be back with an 8 o'clock and a 1 o'clock for tomorrow morning. And on behalf of Sin Media and Outside Four Walls, we'd like to apologize for all the technical difficulties we've been experiencing across the network lately. Uh, it's just been a, a chain reaction of cat, cataclysmic failures, some hardware issues, microphone issues, uh, yeah, storm go through here not too long ago that took power off for a few hours. That was fun. So, but my, my closing thoughts on this. We saw the media come out. We saw places like Twitter and all these other news outlets and social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, so on and so forth come out and outright ban and block users and take down stories and posts about the Hunter Biden laptop. What I find interesting, and I'll touch on this in another upload, is we're, we're seeing more leaks coming out of the Biden family. Uh, some texts from Hunter Biden have been released, and we need to confirm those. But I will be reading into those once I have a little bit more information on them. But this family is falling apart. This administration's falling apart. 
and the presidency itself in this country are just completely crumbling around us. Biden seems to be getting worse and worse every time he makes a public appearance or a speaking, you know, appearance. It just falls flat on its face. And with Hunter Biden, you know, the cr- the crack use, the incest, the drug dealing, the shady business in Burisma, extortion, it, it, it goes on with him. And now the disturbing revelation about Joe Biden and unspeakable actions with his daughter. America is in for a very dark time going forward. With the Kyle Rittenhouse trial set to, with, with all of the Kyle Rittenhouse stuff set to be done the next few days, who knows what the future holds. I, I think America is in for great turbulence. I think we will see our way out of this eventually. But we're being ruled by very corrupt individuals. The current president, or at least the guy sitting in a soundstage, is supposed to be the White House. Again, that's a real thing. That sounds crazy. That's a real thing. There's a White House soundstage in another building. Weird. Hmm. They probably have dirt on them. And the dirt, as more and more dirt gets released, and more and more leaks come out, and more and more people are disturbed and, and shaken awake out of their, out of their naive slumber, I think we're going to see Biden removed from office eventually. Uh, and, and I think it's going to happen regardless of if there's a, a, red, a red tsunami or whatever people want to say in 2022. But as more and more dirt comes out, that's less and less stuff the D.C. can hold against Biden. And once enough of the stuff's out there, they're going to be like, all right, we can throw it under the bus now. We rushed through all the stuff we wanted to get in. And that's what a lot of the, the policy rushing we've been seeing going on is. They know they got in. They know they won't have it for long. So they want to get as much done as possible. That being said, thank you for listening to Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Madison. And I'll catch you guys later. Last thing, uh, the intro song is actually the official Project Veritas Oligarchy song released by Project Veritas on their channel.